Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Here we go. Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting, as well as speaking in general, has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my Pattern Awareness Manager, and every Sunday we reflect on the past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, so don't hold me responsible for what I say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on December 27th of 2020, and this is practice session number 44. And the final session for 2020. Wow, that's right. Let's end the year on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say there, but I don't know, you know, it's 2020, so. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. Let's go ahead and get into the quote for this week. And this quote comes from Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius, who I've quoted many times before. And this quote popped up yesterday, I believe. And I also had an interesting one pop up this morning from Marcus Aurelius as well. So his word is seeming to be very pertinent lately, for whatever reason. So, the quote goes like this. Whatever happens to you has been waiting to happen since the beginning of time. The twining of strands of fate wove both of them together. Oh, sorry. I totally edited a word there. (laughs) Let me try that again. (laughs) Whatever happens to you has been waiting to happen since the beginning of time. The twining strands of fate wove both of them together. Um, sorry, I'm kind of confusing myself. That last line isn't sounding right for some reason. Yeah, there's something missing because what what are being woven together? The twining strands of fate wove both of them together. Um, did I? I'm pretty sure I just copied <laughs> and pasted that. Is that not making sense to you either? No, because I don't understand what the two things are that are being woven together. Woven together. Okay, I just looked it up real quick, and this is what I'm finding. Why is my computer? Okay. Whatever happens to you has been waiting to happen since the beginning of time. The twining strands of fate wove both of them together. Your own existence and the things that happen to you. Okay. Huh. 
So <laughs> you were missing the end of the quote. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of think, like, I don't remember the end when I jotted that down. And the quote made sense to me without it for some reason. But this past week has been kind of, well, it's been very confusing for me for a myriad of reasons. So we'll be getting into that. So anyway, so here's the quote, and I, I don't know what's going to come out of this or how I'm going to relate this week's session to it, because it's uh, like, a, 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 my brain's not working at 100% today or this whole week. So anyway, this is the quote again, and this is both for myself and for the audience. So here we go. Comes from Marcus Aurelius. Whatever happens to you has been waiting to happen since the beginning of time. The twining strands of fate wove both of them together, your own existence and the things that happen to you. Okay. So that makes a little more sense. <laughs> anyway. Let's reflect on the past week because it's been quite the week for us. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to last week's session of practice. And I forgot to mention that I woke up that morning feeling a little off. Although once we got rolling with the session, I felt okay. I felt fine. And we got through the, the session just fine. And I forgot to mention what I was going through. And what that was, was I woke up with a little bit of a sore throat and I felt a little more tired than I have, I have been considering that I got a really good night of sleep. And so I felt like I was coming down with a cold. And so I was dealing with that through last week's session, but I got through that and, you know, got caught up with whatever we were talking about. And actually, I just listened back to the session before we started today and really enjoyed what we were talking about. So I would urge listeners to go back and check that out if you haven't yet. We talk about our experience with releasing not bad advice and our mindset around working together and coming together and synergizing our talents and knowledge to bring about something greater than what each of us could do individually. And so, yeah, it was a really interesting episode to listen back to. And I'm a little more enticed or a little more motivated now to start sharing these practice episodes. So that's another thing that came out of releasing that bad advice. So <laughs> that's uh, positive for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I so I was feeling a little sick, some symptoms of a cold, and then got through that and otherwise felt fine, maybe a little bit of fatigue, but didn't think anything of it. And usually, I mean, I, I've talked about my health and my meticulousness with my nutrition and routines and 
all that stuff around health. And so I don't know the last time I've been really sick. I can't remember. Yeah. And if I do get sick, it's, you know, I have some symptoms of a cold, like maybe a little bit of a sore throat, some congestion, and it goes away in a day. Like I'll wake up the next morning and I'll be fine. And if not, it'll be the second day. And I can't remember if I've had a sickness last three days within the last, I don't know, two or three years. Probably more so, than that. Because I know, I remember the last time I had a cold when we were in Connecticut. Um, was that mm. a year or two ago? And I was really sick for a few days and you were around me sharing a hotel room and you'd never got it. And we were commenting then on how that was the first time that either of us had been sick in years, yeah. like significantly sick. That so, was two years ago. Yeah, I think so too. So it's been years. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, of course, we have the coronavirus pandemic going on now. So that popped up into my mind, but I, my symptoms didn't really reflect that of what the main symptoms of coronavirus seem to be. They seem to match that of a cold, a common cold. And so thought I'd be fine by Monday, but come Monday, I felt worse. And I was like, holy cow, okay, so this is for real. And then I believe by Tuesday, I was feeling much better. Like the sore throat was going away. And so I was like, okay, so, it, you know, it's common cold. I dealt with this before. And this time it took two days to recover. You know, by the third day, I'll be 100%. But by the third day, I didn't feel that much better, like maybe by 5%. So uh, I looked back through my journal throughout the week this morning, and I noticed that on like Wednesday or Thursday, I kind of reflected back on Monday and Tuesday, and I proceeded on Monday and Tuesday like they were normal days, pretty much, like normal work days. I kind of mm -hmm. tried to get through my routines and stuff, although I noticed I was more fatigued and my brain wasn't functioning at 100%. It took me a little longer to do stuff than normal, and... I think my motivation was still there. Like all my motivations were still there, but it, like, I just couldn't get into the flow as, as much as I usually could. And so I, you know, I, I knew that I had some cold symptoms and I was dealing with that. So I wasn't too worried and I knew I was feeling better and I was recovering and so when I was looking back on Wednesday or Thursday to Monday and Tuesday, I thought that maybe I was functioning around 60% of my normal capacity on Monday. And then I felt much better on Tuesday. So I kind of jotted down maybe 75%. And then on Wednesday, when I thought, you know, okay, so my typical plant pattern on this day, I'd be back to pretty close to 100%. But I didn't feel that much better. I felt maybe 5% better. So the jump from Monday to Tuesday was much bigger than from Tuesday to Wednesday. And then from Wednesday to Thursday, I still didn't feel that much better. Again, maybe another 5%. So from Monday, I went to 60% to Tuesday to 75% to 
to Wednesday, I went up to 80%. Then Thursday, maybe 85%. And I, I've been slowly increasing by 5% each day since then. And so by those calculations, I figure by tomorrow, by Monday, I'll be at 100%. And that's kind of what it feels like now. Like today, I feel pretty close to 100%. And maybe some fatigue, and I'm sure there's some residual effects. And usually when it gets later in the afternoon, I start feeling that fatigue kick in. So I, you know, when I wake up, it's in, when I woke up throughout the past week, it's been interesting because I've been getting good sleep. And uh, some nights I actually haven't been getting as much deep sleep as I usually do. But in terms of the total time I've been getting good sleep in terms of the timing my cycles have been on point so in general my sleep has been good but when I wake up I don't feel like I got as good a night of sleep as the metrics tell me as I usually would have you know if I wasn't sick so there was that and uh, I'm totally losing track of where I'm going with this. So, anyway. Oh, so I guess I didn't... You kind of buried the lead here. Yeah. <laughs> so the punchline of all of this was that I got my test back yesterday. For, you didn't... Uh, my coronavirus yeah. test yesterday morning. And I tested positive. And so it wasn't a, the common cold, it was coronavirus. And I kind of laughed at you when you ordered the test because I was like, come on, it, like it's a cold, you're fine. Like, I mean, on one hand, it was, it was the right thing to do to get the test, but it, I was yeah. also kind of like, you don't have it because we don't leave the house, right? Yeah. You, you don't leave the house. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, I got the test back positive and I was just stunned. Like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, that makes sense that I've felt this way for more than two or three days. Like, I, it, you know, it gives me some validation of why I've been sick for a week. Mm -hmm. And, but on the other hand, I was like, how could I have possibly gotten infected? Because I haven't had any close contacts excuse me, I haven't had any close contacts by the definition of being within six feet for more than 15 minutes cumulatively. I haven't had any cl close contact with anyone for over two months. And that last close contact was with my family, my parents and my brother and his wife, who has who have been part of our social bubble, our social bubble of, I believe, set, like our social bubble has been seven since the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and like for the past maybe six months or more, it's actually been five. And so, like considering all that, we're pretty much as close to minimal risk as you can possibly get with you know two people living in the same household yeah i go to the grocery store like right. that's the only thing we don't do is we don't 
do the grocery delivery. I actually go and get it, but right. we don't interact yeah. with people. We don't touch other people. We're not in the same room with other people yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. masked when we are, yeah. or at least, you yeah. know, I am when I go to the grocery store. Right. And so even that fact alone confused me of how I could have gotten a cold or <laughs> the flu or whatever it was when I didn't know what it was. And so, yeah, so I, you know, I also had an inkling that, you know, it might be the flu instead of a common cold because it was lasting so long and it being coronavirus or COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 was like the last possibility that, you know, we thought it could have been. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, like just considering all of that, how we've been isolating ourselves and we haven't had any close contact and I still got infected somehow just goes to show how easily you can get infected without even knowing. And, and then even when you are like, I, my symptoms didn't really reflect that of the major COVID-19 symptoms. So even though I was feeling sick, I still didn't think I had COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just my experience. And I just happened to be unlucky enough that even though I took all the precautions and lowered my risks as much as possible, I still ended up getting infected. And fortunately, I'm young. Well, I'm relatively young. I'm 41 to be exact. <laughs> young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm healthy. So I was able to get through it. Although, you know, I also had some confusions or, uh, you know, I, when all this started, I was like, you know, I'm not really worried about getting infected because I know I'm healthy and I know it won't really affect me that much. And seeing all these reports of asymptomatic infections and all that stuff, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, if I, 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 I thought I've already had it. So, and, you know, I didn't have any symptoms or anything, or I did have like some little mild minor symptoms pop up here and there that I thought might have had something to do with it. And I've gotten tested before and they ended up being negative. But I, I thought, you know, as healthy that I try to be, I thought, you know, I wouldn't have felt much of any symptoms at all. But I've been feeling these symptoms of the sore throat and congestion and fatigue for a week. And so that kind of surprised me that someone of my health could still be affected that much. And, you know, that just goes to show or goes to illustrate the uncertainty of this virus and the effects. And we're still finding out stuff about it. And different people are responding to it differently. So, yeah, I mean, it's just still so uncertain and especially with this, uh, with this new strain in particular that is causing issues in the UK and they're speculating that it's more infectious, 
maybe that's how I ended up getting it. Maybe not, you know, who knows? That's the thing. Like, we don't know. And there's so many variables. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's really scary to think that if I can get it and I've been taking all these precautions, then, you know, all these other people who aren't taking precautions, it's just scary to think that, you know, that's why it's spreading. That's why it's infecting more and more people these days. So, yeah. So, and, and okay. So, and the other weird thing is that, you know, we're thinking that since Pam's the one who has a little bit more of a risk of being infected because she's going to the grocery store, we're thinking that it would have been most likely for her to have gotten infected and then mm -hmm. her to bring it home to me. But her symptoms, Pam's symptoms, do you want to talk about what you've been going through? Um, yeah, so um, CK started having symptoms on last weekend. And whenever I'm around someone that's sick, I start um, getting like psychosomatic <laughs> symptoms. Like I think that I'm getting sick because I've been around someone who's sick. So I spent all week thinking like, oh, I think I feel a sore throat. I think I feel a sore throat. And I never did. Um, but by um, Christmas Eve, my eyes hurt. Like, um, mm -hmm. if you've ever had a sinus infection, the, the pressure behind your eyes, that like headache pain, I have that, but I don't have the sinus pressure or anything else. It's just that my eyes ache and are really painful if I look, um, like in extreme in any direction. Mm -hmm. So that has been my symptoms for the last four days that my eyes are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that started, um, what, four, four days or so after you started getting symptomatic. So that's why yeah. we're so confused about where it could have come from, because it would have been natural for me to have gotten sick and then, you know, passed it to you before we knew that I was sick. Right. So we're trying to figure out how you could have become symptomatic and then me so many days later. Right. And is it? Has that been noted as a symptom, what you're experiencing? You um, so I looked it up, and it's the most common symptom in children. Hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Young at uh, heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know if this is what, because uh, a headache is really common, a really common uh -huh. symptom. So I don't know if this is what people would be calling a headache. It's certainly right. not my, my head doesn't hurt. Mm. It's just behind my eyes. Mm. Um, so I, I guess it could be classified as a headache. Yeah. But yeah. Just to be clear, Pam hasn't been tested yet. I'm waiting Her on the test. test. Coming. Yeah. yeah, we're doing at-home test. And so mine was confirmed yesterday, and we're just assuming Pam hasn't because she has that symptom. And I've been in your bubble for the last yeah. <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much a given, but yeah. I mean, if that comes back negative, that's going to be really confusing. <laughs> How mad would you be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I, that would be so confusing. <laughs> but, you know, there's also the possibility that I got a false positive and maybe this is the common cold or the flu or something else. But yeah, You've never been this sick, though. Yeah. You're so tired. Yeah. But fortunately, I feel okay now. Maybe a little bit of a fatigue, but going through my morning routine today felt a lot different 
than the whole past week. Like, mm. I, it took me so long to get through my morning routine this past week. I just, I mean, on one hand, uh, I guess I'm fortunate that I have these routines in place, so I don't really have to think about what I need to do or even what I want to do. Like, it's just stuff that I do. And so I just start doing this stuff. And it took me probably uh, almost twice as long to get through my morning routine, mm-hmm. which is usually about an hour and a half to two hours. So, Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> But, but at the same time, I kind of took a more relaxed approach to it. And, you know, I wasn't in a hurry to get through it. And I knew that I should be relaxing and trying to recover. And so I didn't really even have stuff that I needed to do those days. So it wasn't like I was in a hurry to get to anything and to get through the morning routine and all that stuff so yeah i took it easy but yeah it took a while to get through my routines but today you know i was almost back to normal and i felt good going through it and it kind of felt weird getting back to normal i'm not sure why and i don't know how to explain it but it's weird because it didn't feel like a normal sunday because my morning routine on sundays have like this certain color to them it seems like, and it felt different today. And I don't know if it was just because it was Christmas week or, you know, I was... Because we've had four Sundays in a row. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, of course, I was, it was a different week for me dealing with the coronavirus. So, yeah, whatever it is, I feel a lot better today. And I think tomorrow I should be pretty close to 100%, which is good. So, you know, I can get back to my stuff and do what I want to do. And, you know, fortunately, it's probably the best time to have gotten sick. Yeah. When, you know, I didn't really have much and was going to relax a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that was fortunate. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it's just really weird. And it's really weird to experience it. And I still haven't really wrapped my head all around it yet. And I'm just really baffled about how I could have gotten infected and so just still trying to process all that but yeah I mean things aren't really getting better especially here in California so it's really worrying worrying to see that I was able to get infected somehow you know in spite of being so isolated so, well, and we're really fortunate in the sense that it's just us in this house. You know, if we lived mm-hmm. with your parents and yeah. we're taking all of these precautions and you still got sick, that would yeah. be a really scary um, situation. Or if we had gotten together with them before you became symptomatic and one of us right. was a carrier. Like, those are all right. things that are really scary to think about adding in the layer of the fact that we have been so safe and you still got it or we still got it. Yeah. So, like, all these people, like, thinking that they're being safe because, like, oh, I'm only seeing my parents or I'm only seeing my friends or we're eating in a restaurant out on the patio with where there's air, like, whatever, like, all of that, I think, is 
is so irresponsible and we're fooling ourselves. Yeah, I mean, there is the notion of reducing the risk level as low as possible and calculating the costs and benefits between that. So, yeah, you got to decide for yourself, you know, what the costs, what your costs and what your benefits are and how much risk you're willing to sacrifice. But yeah, it's just, uh, hopefully this is an experience that can help inform your decisions. And yeah, I would just urge everybody to be careful and be mindful and yeah, I mean this. Uh, this is scary. It, it's, it's the it's the whole invisible nature of this is just mm-hmm. crazy, and it's a lot to think about. But yeah, um, fortunately, I f- I feel okay, and I'm you know there's that notion of worry for my parents because they're probably a little. They're probably taking a little more risk than we are, even. Like, uh, they're pretty much quarantining now or self isolating now. I think my mom, or I think maybe both parents are still going to the grocery store, but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even that, like, you know, of course, I'd rather them not go out. But yeah, I mean, even the, most minuscule risk of exposure could end up being the point of exposure. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, I I don't know what else to say, but just be careful. Yeah. And yeah, I think, uh, let me go back to this quote real quick. Oh, shit, I'm deleted the actual okay so here it is <laughs> whatever happens to you has been waiting to happen since the beginning of time the twining strands of fate wove both of them together your own existence and the things that happen to you so i think this stood out to me because you know like i was saying we've been taking all these precautions and pretty much reducing risk as close to zero as possible and we still ended up getting infected. So, you know, this quote kind of goes on to say that this, on one hand, it seems like the quote says, like, your destiny's kind of already mapped out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a little too mysterious in my mind. I think it's a little too metaphorical. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure how to say it more objectively, but it's all, kind of almost the Taoistic perspective that, you know, what's going to happen to you is going to happen or, or what happened to you happened. And the, you know, you can't, it, it's, it's not, uh, um, <laughs> Oh man, I'm running into so many different thoughts like predetermination and free will. 
Um, yeah, I'm getting way too mixed up. But <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm trying to, on one hand, calculate or figure out or solve how I got infected. But there's so many variables and it's a complex system. And sometimes you just have to accept things for what they are and how they are and move on from there and kind of determine the meaning out of that. And it's like, it's already happened and I can't like go back and figure it out because there are, there are too many variables and I can't really isolate these things. So I just want to move forward from here and tell people my experience and kind of hopefully spread the awareness of how this virus can spread. And yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm kind of out of <laughs> mental energy now. Can I add a non-virus take to it? Yeah, please. So what it made me think of is that you can't get so attached to the outcome of what you're doing mm -hmm. that um, you have to spend your days doing what is fulfilling and what makes you happy and what is working towards what you think that you want and not get so tied up in whether what what the outcome actually is or you know what this this uh, fate is that you think that you're striving towards because it's mm -hmm. going to change and um, if you're not happy with what you're doing today then you're kind of missing the point so um, yeah. you know figure out how to be happy today and, and work towards what you what you want but don't get so wrapped up in the outcome because things are going to change and you don't have any control over those outside forces yeah I love that thank you for that and that could go to exemplify how we complement each other and work well together. How, you know, you're able to come up with that perspective, which I totally agree with. And I would think that I would have come up with it if I was able to think about this for a while. But, you know, fortunately we have Pam here to <laughs> help and provide these reflections and Oh man, I totally blanked on what else I was going to say. I think it was going to be really good, but <laughs> yeah, I lost it. So I'm going to blame coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting back to a normal week. And yeah, I mean, this sickness was really annoying because usually i would you know pretty much get halfway better in a day and then be fully better the next day yeah and just not getting better day after day was really <laughs> frustrating and yeah like this uh, i started feeling some lethargy and yeah it, it wasn't fun fortunately it wasn't too serious for me but yeah i mean it still wasn't fun but 
yeah, uh, before we leave off, is there anything cool going on with the stars? I've got nothing for you this week. I have <laughs> let myself go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the holidays off. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, I remember looking at the moon yesterday. It uh, mm-hmm. looked really cool. There was a pretty cloudy night last night with the moon poking through. So it looked really cool. I think uh, there might be a full moon coming soon. There is a full moon coming soon, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, the, this is the last episode before the New Year. So Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. And hopefully 2021 will bring in some better news for us. We can use our 2020 experience to progress. So, yeah, before we leave off, Pam, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I'm at Pamela underscore Lund. And you can find me on Twitter, where I'm at CK Disco. And I've actually been on social media a pretty good amount this past week. I'm also Instagramming at Disco Bleep. And so you can check out those channels and connect with me there. And so, yeah, thanks for joining me. And thanks for joining me as always. And I hope you all come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo! Hi, I'm Pamela Lund. And I'm CK Chung. And we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice, a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are. On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. You have much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it.
let's transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic, and when I have a visual, it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the Nocturnal Oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new habits. Think of us as the friends who always give you good, practical advice when you need it. Subscribe to Not Bad Advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash notbadadvice for more information.